Instead of giving you a normal introduction this week, all I'm going to say is Taylor gives us the most chaotic top five wrestler list possibly of all time. I've got one question for you. Why'd you bring that up? Why'd you bring that up? Don't you believe that you, yourself, caused and brought on all these problems? You needed me. All I had was my physical and mental powers. Welcome back to another Why'd You Bring That Up? And I will say before we get into this, it's going to be a WWE heavy show. But with all things considered, I think that is understandable. And Taylor, I've been trying to figure out how I wanted to talk about this. And we even tried to record it. But I don't want to go on and on and give like a long drawn out story because I don't think it's necessary. And I do want to stress before we talk about it that I'm not actually super, super upset at NXT or anything like that. It is just more so a shitty situation that, you know, in the moment probably pissed me off more than it should have. But, you know, I've had time to sit with it and I've come to terms with it. I just I kind of want your opinion on it. And I think it's worth sharing because it's a unique experience and it gives us a little bit more insight on how NXT is run and for the good and the bad, I guess. So without, you know, taking you on a journey Basically, Sunday, I tried to go to War Games, and it did not work out. I guess there was an issue with the guest list, and multiple people either didn't actually get signed up when they got confirmed or this, that, or the other. But there was also an oversight with seating due to the War Games structure, the cages, this, that, and the other. I ended up being there until about 8.30 after the show started and everything, and me and about 30 to 40 other people ended up getting turned away. Now, before we got turned away, we were told that at any upcoming NXT live event, including New Year's Evil, we would get preferential seating, but I have my reservations with that, and I'll kind of explain that in a second as well. But it's just, it's strange to me. This is one of those things you would think would be kind of accounted for. You know, I get that they are trying to get the most people in possible, but they should realize like, hey, we can only fit or X amount of people in here, right? And I don't understand how, you know, you had all of these people confirmed and then you end up getting too many people. Now, is it people on the guest list that I guess weren't accounted for? People last minute are going, oh, actually I can come. But on the other side of that coin, then you're turning away fans who you want to come to tapings because it's common knowledge that on a average night, of NXT 2.0, they're having a hard time filling up those entire crowds sometimes. It's like, I remember, I will say in all the tapings I've gone to, the only one that I wasn't able to attend because I didn't get the email list quick enough and still I had a couple days to, uh, was the night where the North American title was defended in a triple threat against Gargano and uh, I forget who else was in that match. But anyway, you know, so when we went on the go home show, we even saw in the crowd, it was kind of thin. So I just, it's weird for them to want to turn away the people that are going and, you know, the new culture that they're breeding. Um, what are your thoughts on this? So 
I'm a little bit uh, mixed up in emotions because I decided to stay home and it worked out well for me because obviously I watched the pay-per-view in my underwear. It was great. Um, I don't... So I understand... I'm trying to figure out how to put this into words where it makes sense. So I understand that we're running a new show and we have new producers and everything is crazy right now. They're trying to account for a cage, which is something that they haven't dealt with yet in NXT 2.0. There's a lot of different things running around. I'm trying to think of how the best way to put this would be. I understand that it's a sucky situation, especially for you, because we live so far away from there. Like we drove two and a half hours. And that was kind of my big thing because... I drove five hours straight round and I didn't even get to watch the event because of it. And that's what I think probably pissed me off the most. I think that next time they won't, that hopefully they'll have a better system in place to figure out how many people they can let in. They have to either do that or they have to figure out another way. Like they're going to have to make people pay or do something for pay-per-views. Like there's got to be a better way than let's invite everybody and whoever signs up shows up. It doesn't work like that. You have a capacity limit and everybody loves the hell in a cell. So they should have known that ahead of time. Well, it wasn't a hell in a cell. It was a war games, but uh, whatever, never mind. I, I get what you're saying, but are you? Do you think they're afraid to do that? Because if they do that, then they have run the chance of nobody buying tickets or not being able to fill the whole arena. So then we end up getting a bunch of NXT 2.0 logo shirts in the crowd. Because I, I, it's a dead ringer for me now. But I'm sure the smarter fans are seeing that on TV, going, "Yeah, I know they sell that shirt, but damn, that's a lot of them." in that crowd and start to put the pieces together because plants I don't know man I saw a bunch of Andre Chase fans and I know you're I'm just kidding you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh yeah that those Andre Chase fans that got pulled immediately after when they were needed no I think they had to leave they had something going on another meeting or something and they just they assumed Andre wasn't going to come but out there again. was some yeah there was some uh discrepancies with the Andre Chase fund they had to go figure out so. <laughs> Andre Chase fund so I know because of war games and with everything going on with NXT you do want to discuss a couple different people in NXT and Cameron Grimes is on that list. And I think that's another reason why I was pissed. I wanted to see a hair versus hair mare. Yeah. Hair versus hair mare. Yeah. That's hair that versus hair mare. But it <laughs> does sound like something Cameron Grimes is kind of matchy with wrestling. You had a you had a point with this, right? That somewhere you were trying to go. And it's basically that he's one of those people that's constantly getting fed shittier gimmicks, but always comes out smelling like roses. Or am I? Uh, am That's I right. Too That's far? right. Thank you, man. I tried. I did my homework. Well, tell me why you feel this way. And, you know, I do kind of agree, but I want your side of it because this was your idea. So I was watching a, uh, War Games, and I know you didn't even watch it. So sorry about that. Um, but how dare you? Once again, we're fu- finishing up this poker, uh, poker room feud with uh, Duke Hudson. Are we finishing it up? It's, we're, well, I mean, we're finishing up this chapter of it at least. So I was just thinking, like, God, I really hate this poker thing. And, you know, I seem to remember the last time we had this going on with L.A. Knight while it was an enjoyable feud. It's like, God, why are we doing this Butler thing? And every time he gets a gimmick, it's like, why are we doing this thing with him? But it always seems to make it worthwhile. And every time it's on, I never turn it off. He he makes a bad character a good character. And that's such a rare quality in wrestling nowadays where you'll find someone that you're like, OK, this is a really bad character. But, man, are you working it? You know what I mean? I can think of a person that comes to mind to me to think it would be like Jericho, who's always given like the short end of the stick, whether it be like over here doing this best friends thing, which worked out really, really well for him. But with other people, that could have been a really bad gimmick. You know what I mean? Or he's given this or this or this. And he comes out smelling like a rose. Cameron Grimes has that same aspect where it's like, give me the dog shit. I'll make it work. 
And it's he's so exceptionally talented, but I think it's one of those situations where he's hyper aware of the situation he's in because he's in a company that doesn't necessarily flatterly or book his type of body, his type of personality. They, they don't do them any favors, right? How many people that look like Kevin Grimes have gotten an exceptional push organically because you could always go, oh, Daniel Bryan in WWE, but that was so forced by everyone other than WWE. See, I, I that's a different kind of person though. So what I'm thinking is when I think of Chris Jericho, I tend to see him as a guy that's he all, he obviously had his WrestleMania moments, but his mid card WrestleMania moments always seem to draw me in where he's like, "All right, I'm going to out wrestle you." You know what I mean? Whatever's on the main event, it's going to be us tonight. And I kind of see that with Cameron Grimes where it's like he's always sitting at the mid card of the pay-per-view. He's never sitting at the top 2 matches. You know what I mean? And, like, I just, I love him, dude. I love those mid-card feuds, dude. I love him. And I, I shouldn't love him. Because if it was anybody else, I wouldn't love him. He's exceptional, man. He's extremely well-rounded. His in-ring work is ex- really, really solid. And it shows who trained him. You know, he's trained by the Hardy Brothers. And I'm glad he was because he got all of the great things from Matt Hardy. Like, Matt Hardy was a person who always had to play to his strengths, which is his character work. Because he is a person who was always outshined by everyone else. And by everyone else, I mean, in his specific situation, that would be Jeff. But I mean, your Edge, your Christian, all of them outshined him, even though Matt Hardy was an exceptional in-ring worker. So he had to flaunt his best traits, which is his character work. So even though you shoveled him a plate of shit, he grabbed some salt and pepper, you know, maybe a little bit of sour cream, whatever he needed to make it taste good. You know what I mean? He did his best to get his shit over. And he is a person that understands the assignment. I think Cameron Grimes is the exact same way. He's a person that understands the assignment. He's going to do what's best for him. He's going to get over his character. And he's going to take the time he's given to really accentuate himself. You know what I mean? He understands that not everybody is getting the TV time that he's getting. That's And Chris Jericho, I think, is a perfect example. Because what did Chris Jericho used to do? Every second of TV time he got, he made the absolute most of it. And Cameron Grimes is doing the exact same thing. He's making the absolute most of his TV time. And you have to have respect for him for that. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, should. I have the utmost respect. You know what I mean? He, he knows what he's doing, man. And I think when he goes up to Raw, SmackDown, wherever he lands, he is going to be a person that truly is foolproof because he's been doing it already and i think he it was a smart play by him and maybe triple h like they're kind of hyper aware and he was like hey hey trips 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 let me be me you know like his kind of shit he's like i'll know what'll work and it did and so i think when he goes up there he'll get whatever vince gives him and he'll love it he'll eat that shit up and or triple h probably saw and he said i know what will get you a long-term career in this company yeah and I, I truly think he will be in the WWE for the next 20 years. I would never want to see him leave because at the end of the day, no matter how much you hate WWE, there's still things you tune in to watch, and he would be one of them. And I'm saying that to everyone who talks shit about WWE, even me, who prefers AEW, and I'm vocal about it. I still tune in the WWE because there are things I enjoy, and he is one of them. Well, so I don't want to talk much more about NXT, but... I do want to talk about one more thing. Can I can I shoot from the hip here? We don't have this written down anywhere. 
Well, we have a lot of talking to do, but yes, please tell me what you want to talk about. First off, I was wrong about Grayson Waller. This, what we just saw was I didn't wait and see. Remember last week I said, there's no character development. He's boring. He has the move set, but he has no mic skills. Remember I said all that? He just turned hill on Gorgano. Gorgano? Gargano. What the fuck is wrong with my voice? I'm still just freaking out about it. Like I'm marking out right now. What we needed was something to hate. We now have something to hate. I already hated him. Well, we all hated him, but everybody hates him now. So what he was doing was playing the arrogant prick, but he was still getting over with people because he was handsome. That stops now. He just slammed Johnny Wrestling through a table on his way out. NXT has figured out how to put over every young star in a four-day span, dude. That's what the motto of the pay-per-view was. That's why I liked it so much. They put over Braun Breaker the most. They just got Grayson Waller over, who was the hardest task of all of them. They got Tony D'Angelo over by putting him with everybody else so he looks cool. Carmella Hayes has already been over. They don't need to put him over. They put over every young star in the company and pushed out everybody else. They put over stupid-ass Von Wagner by putting him over Kyle Riley tonight. They just did checkmate on every open-end thing that they had wrong. Every character that I had an issue with, they fixed in a four-day span. I don't know how to fucking say anything else. I'm honestly a little bit in shock because I hated Von. I still hate Von Wagner. They turned the two characters that I had the biggest problems with into heels. Now I'm supposed to hate them. I'm just, I'm a little bit mind blown, bro. I'm sorry. I said earlier in the show that I am a fan of what NXT is doing, regardless if I wanted to hate it, because I, when I first watched NXT 2.0, said I didn't like it. There are still aspects of it that I do not like, but there's a lot of talent there. I think this is interesting that we're talking about this because we're, we have it on in the background as we're recording. So we don't know what Johnny just said. So this is really interesting. Did he just go out on his back or did they set up a feud? Now, by the time this releases, not only will we know, I'm sure all of you will know, but this is interesting because they are using all of those talents to get over these people. And I don't know what happens next. You know what I mean? Which is interesting. Like, I, from what you told me, Kyle O'Reilly is gone, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Johnny Gargano, like Tommaso Ciampa, Mandy Rose even, are these pillars going to stay within NXT for a long term? Or are we going to start seeing them drop like flies in, in like almost a sacrificial ma manner to then put over this new talent? But that's the business, though. It is, but that's the best part about this. Is if more wrestlers across time had just been able to say, hey, you know, let me put him over. It doesn't always happen, dude. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's great for wrestling. If you had talent that were ready to hang it up. But I think that you do. On. I think that those guys have other places to go to. There's so many different options now. WWE, that's the great thing about this. WWE is not the only option anymore. It isn't. But realistically, so like from my standpoint. Some of these guys, you would imagine, like a Tommaso Ciampa who's had injuries and stuff. Hey, I maybe would like to go ahead and move on to behind the scenes and keep on creating product within NXT. He could be the, the best thing going at any other company if he wanted. Mm -hmm. I disagree completely with him retiring in 10 years. I want him to go for 10 more years. Unless his body doesn't feel like it. I was, could, just, I was just could, about to say you're about could, to be selfish. He could main event 
at any company he goes to. Looks looks to me like Impact at this point is letting people just bounce back to whatever they want. Because I'm seeing people on Impact that are on New Japan Strong. They're over here. They're over here. They're in MLW. Everybody's going everywhere. So I don't see why you wouldn't want to just take an Impact contract and then bounce away. And Do you go think around. it's almost like the Squidward meme where he's staring out the window and he sees Patrick and uh, SpongeBob just running out having fun? Well, I don't know. He's the champion. He's still on the hill. Right now. But for how long is the question? And he's still putting out compelling matches. That last match, like I said, put over Braun Breaker, but it also put over the pillars of NXT. The four guys that are from NXT put on a fucking show. And it, they all their strengths were put out in that match. It was a beautiful story, dude. It really was. It was a beautifully laid out piece of art that I don't think that people really took for what it was. I was honestly NXT is really coming along for me, bro. I'm really proud of them. Would you fight Brock Lesnar? Let's move on to that. Um, okay. I would like first to know how much the money is for the Brock Lesnar fight. How much are you going to give me and how long do I have to stay alive? So it it doesn't work like that. It's going to be a match and if you win, you get a contract with WWE. This is bullshit. This is the plot from that Kevin James movie I just watched, except with UFC. He had to. Get, he got a contract if he beat this good fighter or something. No way, man. No, I'm that's just how it works. I'm man. not going to beat up a heavyweight champion. But do you want to live fat, your dream? Two hundred and fifty pounds and main event WrestleMania. Because if you want to do that, you've already failed tough enough. You have one last chance. The Miz is in your corner rooting you on. You have to beat Brock Lesnar for your WWE contract. I'm going to do, do it. Do you think you can? I'm going to do it. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. We'll go out there and we'll give it the best try. That's yeah, maybe you, you might. Listen, I'm saying I'm going to try. If there's money involved at all, I'm going to try. I'm just saying if he takes me to Suplex City, I'm going to poo myself. Well, it's definitely. I'm going to poo myself. It's inevitable that that will happen. But what I'm telling you. Also, I don't like to poo at different places. So what's probably going to happen is on the way there, I'll just hold it and I won't poo all day. Are you telling me you're a nervous me, It's going to be like, it's over. You're a nervous poo? I am. Poo time. (laughs) And then you're just going to have an anxiety attack and go in the corner. I'm going to wear black ring trunks, though. So it'll be cool. Would you purposely get counted out at that point? No, man. You wrestle with poo in your pants. All right. Do you know? I have respect for that. You think that I would just quit? Go home. I'm wrestling Brock Lesnar. What do I look like if I just run to the bathroom? Oh, I'm gonna poo. Well, your you would look like Lamar Jackson, but your eyes are on the prize, and I like that. Because I don't know you... if anybody got that Lamar Jackson joke. Stop. Does people remember him as the pooer? Is that what we all know as Lamar Jackson as the guy who had to poo in the middle of a playoff game? I do now. Okay, I just didn't know if everybody knew that. I would just like to give a little context. Lamar Jackson had to leave a playoff game to go poop. Let me ask all you: right. Did you know exactly what I was talking about? I did. About? But, like, I feel like that that's a thing that only me and you would know. I mean, I'm not even a Ravens fan, so I'm assuming the entire Ravens fan base remembers that. If you knew that Lamar Jackson had to leave a playoff game and go poo, would you please quote tweet me? So, Thank you. we can do this cool thing now where we leave questions, and I don't know how people answer them. I'll have to do some more research on that. But I've been leaving questions every week, right? Should I leave the question, do you know that Lamar shit himself in the playoffs? No, he didn't shit himself. He had to go to the bathroom to poo in the toilet. Okay, let's think about it in this way, though. Just like a wrestler, don't you think there's some action going down there in the middle of it? Because like, Okay, so you're saying that he shit himself, ran to the back, changed his underwear, put his pants back on, and came to the game? No, he just like had the pre-cum of shits. Wow. Pre-cum of shits. Wow. Don't let your kids listen to this one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
You're on fire tonight, bro. But anyway, like a big ball of fire, a comet coming down from the sky. You're the one who wanted to talk about Brock Lesnar and now fight Brock Lesnar. So why did you want to talk about your latest victim? So I just, <laughs> I, what, gonna... a good, what a good uh, segue that was. So I just have really just enjoyed this face run. I don't know if I'm the only one. Like, I don't feel like people are uh, saying how much they enjoy it. But this has been a lot of fun for me. The Sami Zayn shit, like, I like that story. It was fun. I mean, I know it was a throw Sami Zayn away match, but like, it was a fun episode. Do you think he's doing it just for you? I think at this point, the man bun Brock is just having some fun and he's just giving me what I want. Like, I guess, okay, so the old Brock with like the Kurt Angle feuds and all that shit, a lot of fun. Can't go wrong with that. This is cool though, too. Is this not just as fun? It's all right, but how do you do you think we ever go back to heel Brock, or do you kind of think Brock's on his last leg and he's like, I just don't give a he shit. He just wants to have fun, man. That's what's great about it. Brock Lesnar seems like those one of those ultimate side quest type characters to me, kind of like Snoop Dogg, your Snoop Dogg, you know, who's just now doing all this random shit in his life. And you're like, how did you get to this point where you know so, you went from having one career and now you've done about a 32? Shaq's another great one. So I believe that. I was putting together a list earlier, and this is going to segue into us our final point. And Brock, uh, Brock is one of these guys too. Uh, and I was finding all the characters in wrestling that are my favorite wrestlers. So I put together a top five list of my favorite wrestlers, which I haven't done in a while. Changes about every week. Most of these wrestlers tend to have that quality that they maybe are on, like maybe towards the end, and they have like fun. They're just having a character that's just fun. They're just doing things that they want to do. I think that it attracts me in a way to a wrestler, like not in like a weird way, but like a I love this wrestler because they do like this. You know what I mean? So I was putting together a list earlier. Obviously, they're my top five. So you know who runs the top of the list? Who is it? The bag. The bag hits the top of the list every time, no matter what. You're never going to have me make a top five list and the bag isn't going to hit the top of it. I literally had to think about it for a second because I zoned out a little bit for half a second. And then you're like, no, give me the answer immediately. Give it to me. The bag. So the bag's in there because the bag. This is going somewhere, I promise. Are you just going to call him the bag for now on? He's the bag. Bagwell. You know who the bag is. He's got the bag. By the way, we love you both. We do. We do. So the bag goes number one. Uh, There's a few people that have moved in here recently, and that's why I did this, because I knew that it had changed. So the second guy on the list now is Bob Fish. Bob Fish. Bob Fish. My guy Bob Fish, dude is fucking killing it with that mustache, dude. You calling him Bob Fish makes me like Fish Gang remember my childhood of people just fucking up my lash or my lash, my last name <laughs> and my dad went by Bill, right? So I could just imagine someone coming up to my dad going, "Oh, hey, aren't you Bob Fish?" <laughs> it does like not have a good ring when you say it like that. When I say it, I think it's cool, Fish Gang. Bob Fish. Bob Fish. Bob Fish, dude. That's what we should Bob call him. He should just be called Bob Fish. We should just get rid if of Bob. I call him Bob Fish. I'm just going to go Bob Fish. Bob Fish. It's funnier that way, is it not? Anyway, so Bob Fish is on the list. Number two. Number three, the shark John Tenta. Bam. What a weird list. I- I'm telling you, though. It just gets better. It gets better. So the shark's on there because he is just like us. Like, I love a wrestler that I feel like. I, got, I know he was enormous and, and an athlete. Like, this is not me disrespecting him. But I love a wrestler that looks like he puts on jeans after he leaves work and goes somewhere like the hardware store or something. He just seems like he would throw on some Wranglers and just go to the hardware store. So let me confirm. What 
This is five, like your five. These are favorite. my favorite wrestlers. That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, I just want to make. Yeah. So just think about that. You got him putting on Wranglers, just going to the. Give me your favorite match of his. Bro, you're crazy. No, why? Don't do this to me right now. You leave John Tento alone. The shark doesn't need that. The shark doesn't need that. You leave the shark alone. <laughs> Bro. You leave the shark alone. You don't need to hear his feuds and his matches. What you need to hear is how good he is on a microphone. And he's a human being. He's not a shark. So you leave the shark alone. He's just by proxy the world's greatest wrestler because he's a fucking animal. He's the he's he's not an animal. He's a human being. Didn't you listen to him? You said he's a shark. No, he's not a shark. He's a damn human being. Jesus Christ, man. It's messed up. Man, shark. So anyway, number four, and this is the only guy on the list that I think is like dangerously close to not being on the list because he's too good to be on this list. Like he's just too good of a technical wrestler. I put Chris Daniels on here. Okay. He deserves to be on this list. Curry man is so good. <laughs> I'm just, Fuck. I'm just You're like, hey. Christopher Daniels is one of my top five favorite wrestlers. Not for anything he's ever done as Christopher Daniels. And I want to point out, I have heard you roast Christopher Daniels so many times on this podcast. This is an ever-changing list. That's the best part about it. You have taken such a massive shit on him so many fucking times. You have just crucified him as if you were getting paid to do it at a Comedy Central roast or some shit. And now you have the audacity to come on this podcast and go, he is one of my top five favorite wrestlers. Daniels. For his work in Curry, man. <laughs> Where do you buy your crack? <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Better go back and rewatch some of those Curry Man highlights. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready for the number five? And this no, is the most important I'm not. one. This is the guy who decidedly made it today. Oh, so on he's the just, list as of today, he's he made now it on the list today, and I will tell you why. Making it in at number five to finish off this episode and tell you how great we are, Kyle O'Reilly. Okay, here's why. That fucking caveman, that fuck face. Sorry, I, I don't he know looks you... like a pair of knuckles. Okay, so the knucklehead, literally, the knucklehead <laughs> turns on him, and then he turns around and he shows him. The working man, which is the 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 reason I made this list. These are my favorite wrestlers. These are the working men of wrestling. You don't need no fucking huge stars. He's the fucking working man. The Kyle O'Reilly's of the world gets his ass beat in a fucking steel cage match the next night. Two nights after. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> you need that. You need that working man. The guy that afterwards, when when we go off air, he hugs the NXT refs because he knows that he's leaving. But he goes out on top. He goes out like a man. I think he should change his name. Or change his name. Not his name. Change his theme song. Everybody's working for the weekend. Wouldn't that be dope? Kyle O'Reilly just came out to that. Everybody wants to boo boo boo. You know what I'm talking about? I'm going to let you think about what you just said for a minute. And then try to once again convince me. It's a good idea. Why would that not be a good idea? 
What about this? Instead of working for the weekend. Okay, so you're, I'm making him into a jobber. All right, move on. What if I gave him this? <laughs> what if I gave him the taking care of business? It's all right. Taking care of business and working overtime. Ow. That better? Mm. Working man song. Kyle O'Reilly comes out with some shades on, some Wranglers on. I'm telling you, put a Wrangler on a wrestler, better wrestler. Let me ask you this. When do we see him again? Well, you see him again in another company. You don't see him again with NXT at all. Well, when, though? Because you told me, like, so we're recording this on Tuesday. This is released on Wednesday every week. He's so, for sure going to AEW. What do you mean? This is not a mystery. But I'm saying when, because here's this fun situation about 30 it. days. No. No, no, no. That's only if he gets released. His contract is up. Oh. And from what I understand... He signed an extension. Well, then we see him in, on the 15th. We don't even have to wait that long. Today is Wednesday. No, but we see him on the 15th because of the, pay, the TV pay-per-view. Why? Why not? Because he could do the situation where he is on NXT on Tuesday and literally shows up the next night on AEW. It makes more of an impact. No pun I intended. Know. I don't know if it does. That was a good, good little uh, pun there you did. That was but, nice. But no, he he shows up. What do you think is do you think he should have a, a working man theme song though? Oh god, you're, how did you get back to this? <laughs> I thought we moved on. Yep. Well Kyle O'Reilly, man. You moved right into the list. You didn't I didn't think it would happen. I have two undisputed speeded era members on this list. You just love Bob just, Fish, man. Just love Bob Fish. Bob Kyle Fish. O'Reilly. And on that note, please do yourself a favor, people. Go ahead and buy some Jaded Wrestling merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jaded Wrestling. You can follow the big three on Twitter at Jaded Wrestling, at TotsPod, at Pod. Please go ahead, like, subscribe, leave a review on all of your favorite platforms. Tell us nice things because Taylor needs validation constantly. Uh, and I also am a fan of it as well. 